Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, a special presentation from Dr. Ray Bosita. My name is Ray Bosita, and I am an orthopedic spine surgeon at the Texas Back Institute. When a patient first experiences back pain, the first initial reaction that they will have is usually fear. Even before they try and figure out what exactly is wrong, people are always afraid of how bad their back not just is at the moment, but how bad it will be in the future. But acutely, right away, the first thing that a person should do is really assess how bad the pain is and also how uh, severely their activities of daily living are affected. Meaning, a backache that stops you from, say, working out for a day or two is a lot different from a backache that also has a lot of leg weakness where a person can't walk properly. Sometimes uh, people can, can recall one particular incident that sets off their back pain. I was bent over, I picked up something while I was twisting, I got hit in the back, I was playing sports, and then the back pain started. I hear that a lot, but I also have a lot of patients who come in and say that the back pain sort of just started, and it kind of got worse. And they can't recall a specific accident or a fall or an injury that may have started the whole thing. So regardless of whether or not a patient can recall what started the back pain or when it started, that doesn't change the fact that the back pain is present and that doesn't change our job of trying to diagnose it properly and try to get rid of it. Not every patient who comes into the Texas Back Institute needs an MRI right away. We try to order the right test for the right patient at the right time. Certainly some patients who do come into our clinic will need an MRI uh, depending on what, they, what their presenting symptoms are, but most don't. Uh, we try to keep it simple. We start with a history, perform a physical examination, and come up with a treatment plan. If that treatment plan uh, demands that we get an x-ray or an MRI, we'll get it, but that is not a knee-jerk reaction for us at the Texas Back Institute, and certainly not every patient who walks in will need an MRI. We have uh, multiple specialists at Texas Back Institute, some who perform surgery and some who don't. Even if the first person that a patient sees at Texas Back Institute is a spine surgeon, the likelihood of them having surgery is still very, very low because even the surgeons believe in conservative care. We'll always start with non-operative treatment first. We'll try to start with conservative options and try and minimize the cost and also the invasiveness of any of the treatments we have in order to try and get the patient a good outcome. A lot of times patients are reluctant to try conservative care because it takes time and also effort. Uh, people have this misconception that just because a surgery is performed, they should get better right away. But in reality, whether a patient has surgery or not, they're going to need some form of rehabilitation of their spine, especially if surgery is performed. So I think patients are reluctant to start with conservative care because of the uncertainty. Uh, in those particular cases, they don't know how long the treatment is going to occur for, and they're not sure that it's actually going to work. As a spine surgeon, it's also my responsibility to explain to the patient and make them understand that surgery is not always the best option, especially as the first option. Over the last 10 or 20 years, spine surgery has evolved just like everything else in America. The techniques that we're using now and the technology that we have available in the operating room has minimized uh, the side effects to the point where they're much better than they were even like five or 10 years ago. We're performing surgery now with less blood loss in shorter amounts of time, with better outcomes, and with better correction of any uh, deformities which may be present. 
Bed rest is the exact opposite of what we want patients to do who have acute episodes of back pain. Our goal is to try to keep the patient as active as possible, moving as much as they can within a certain amount of uh, pain tolerance that the patient may be experiencing. So certainly staying active is one way to try and prevent back pain from starting in the first place, but just because the person is active will not prevent them from having back pain ever. Uh, there are many stories about professional athletes and Olympic athletes who work out every day, who still experience back pain that sometimes even prevent them from competing. That doesn't change for all the rest of us either. So the normal people like us, even if we're active, does not prevent us from having back pain at some point. So if a patient has acute onset of back pain, say after weekend sports or caring for their children or even sitting too long at a computer, there are some things that a patient can do to try and treat themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they can use over-the-counter medications like anti-inflammatories or Tylenol. Um, they can try to use heat or ice as needed. Some people prefer heat. Some people get better results with ice. Either one is okay. And then with exercise, my advice would be to, if a person, uh, say, goes to the gym a lot, they should start with uh, low-impact exercises. They should try to improve the range of motion uh, of their core, try to work on some stabilization exercises also. If they don't respond favorably to that kind of treatment for just a, for a few days, or if the pain gets worse, or if they start to develop weakness, then they should be seen by us right away.